Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello and welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. You may notice that I sound a little different. <laughs> like, working so hard to get this level of voice out. I've lost my voice and it's been gone for four days, so I kept putting off recording this, hoping my voice would come back, and no signs of it yet, so I had to get this done. So I apologize for the voice. Today's episode is an interview with Dr. Kristen Yates. She is a physician coach. What we talk about is having fun, how creating fun and play in your life is actually really, really important and can be really important in a weight loss journey. So the good news is I recorded the interview with Dr. Yates the day before I lost my voice. So the actual interview will sound much, much better than this. And I'm just going to let you get to listening to the interview. Really enjoy it. I think this is a fun one. And it's had me really thinking over the last days, ever since we did it, about like, how could I create more fun in my life? And where am I not taking opportunities to create fun? So check it out. All right, Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy to be here. All right. Do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself with everybody? Yeah, definitely. I am Kristen. I live in New Hampshire right now and I'm an OBGYN doctor and I have three kids, three girls. I'm also a podcaster and a life coach. What else do I do? I host retreats for physicians that teach them how to have fun again. <laughs> oh, super fun. And that's what we're going to talk about today is play and fun, which I love. And I'm really excited to talk about it, especially in the context of losing weight and just having more fun in our lives. And what we talked about before we started recording is how so many physicians don't know how to have fun anymore. And I totally remember that. I remember at one point a coach asking me because I was complaining. I was like, I want more spontaneity. I want to do some fun stuff. They were like, okay, well, what that be? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> With a lot of thought, I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> Not that's coming up. And that's what happened to me. Basically, exactly the same thing. My husband had been telling me for years, you just don't as fun anymore. <laughs> like in a very <laughs> lovingly you. supportive way. But I was like, yeah, yeah. But I eventually realized like he's right. And he met me when I was a resident. So I was not like I was having that much fun then, but apparently it was better than when I was in attending. So it was probably about a year and a half ago now that I was like, you know what? I really don't have any fun. And I was craving it. I really was missing the playfulness and the fun and the belly laughter and just that having not a care in the world, that kind of feeling. I had the same problem. I was like, I don't even know what fun is. And what if I do it wrong? And I don't want to look stupid. And who has time for fun? Like I had all these thoughts about it. And then I basically just really committed to doing it because around the same time, I listened to Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, who's a neuroscientist who has the most watched TED Talk ever. And she was a neuroscientist who had a stroke 
and the left hemisphere of her brain basically went offline. That's where her stroke was. And I won't spoil it for everyone. You should all go listen to it. But basically, she talks about the difference between the right brain and the left brain. And basically, the right brain is the fun and the creativity and the presence and the love. And what I realized is that's just a part of the brain that I was not used to using anymore as a physician. So I use play as a way to reincorporate the right hemisphere of my brain into my everyday life and also my practice as a physician. I love this so much. Like even just listening to you talk about it, I'm like, I still need more of this in my life. Like I've gotten so much better at really being intentional with putting things that give me enjoyment into my life. And yet it's still so easy for that stuff to just get pushed out during a busy week or when I've got like kind of a project that I'm working on. But let's talk about why, why would fun be important with weight loss? Because most people listening to this If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, guys, you know that I talk a lot about thriving and fun. But I think we have so many experiences with weight loss where it's the opposite of fun, where it's work, it's hard, it's deprivation, it's restriction. It's something that we have to just grit our way through. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about why would we want to take a fun approach to life and to working on those goals compared to how we usually do it? Yeah. And I've been on the weight loss journey many times. And most recently after the birth of my last child, and it's always something that I think, especially as women, it just feels so heavy, right? Because I think at least for me, for most of my life, my worth as and beauty was related to this number on the scale. And this is still something that I battle with. It's much better now, but I felt heavy. It's like when I just get to that weight, then I can love myself. So what I learned and with weight loss for me, it was hard because like you said, like I did feel like food was my play and was my fun. And I was getting so much enjoyment from eating the chocolate or drinking the wine. And it was like, that's where my entertainment came from. So whenever it came to weight loss, I felt like, well, that's the only thing I do that I enjoy. How am I going to live life like this anymore? And when I started to be really intentional about doing fun activities, like having a dance party in the kitchen or doing an adventure retreat and going ziplining, playing go-karts, going on a bike ride, running around like a crazy person with my kids kicking a soccer ball. It didn't really matter. But what I realized was the contrast of the enjoyment that I was getting from food, which wasn't even really actual joy, and the joy from play and fun itself. And when I compared those two things, it was so much easier to live my life in a healthy way that didn't involve eating all the chocolate, which was definitely something that's just a struggle that I've always had. I totally relate with you in that food acts as our entertainment. And I think when we're super busy as physicians and definitely for me as a resident, when I was like so exhausted and had no control over my own schedule, food was the only thing like you're totally exhausted, but let's just go out for dinner or we're going to get together as friends. Everybody's tired and stuff. So we'll go to a restaurant. And even then when our kids were little, when we had a chance to leave the house, it was hard to figure out anything other than let's just go to a restaurant for a date. Like it was all around food. And Mm -hmm. I think your point of when we start to think about what happens if I don't eat this food, what happens if I don't have this in my life anymore? If it's the only thing we're doing for fun, which is super common. And if you're identifying with this as we talk about it, guys, no shame or anything there because it's super, super common. But then it feels like, oh my gosh, nothing's going to be left. I always joke, Mm -hmm. like we picture this like gray landscape (laughs) devoid of fun. 
of how we're going to get through our weight loss. And then we psych ourselves up and we're like, okay, it's going to really suck. There's not going to be anything fun left. I'm not actually going to like anything that I'm eating. And I'm going to have all these cravings, but I'm just going to try and do it anyways. And of course it doesn't work. Of course we're not successful because the human brain doesn't want to live a life that's a gray landscape devoid of any enjoyment. It finds enjoyment if we don't give it to it. Yeah, that's exactly how it worked for me. And another thing that I just realized is one of the reasons that I talk about play and I'm such a proponent of play so much is because one thing that automatically happens when you're playing and when you're having fun is that you're totally engulfed in the moment. Like you were in the present moment, just thinking about that. If you really think about the last time, like I gave a talk a couple of months ago and I made everyone at the talk play red light, green light for like five minutes. I don't know if you're familiar with that game where you have like the person in the front and they turn their back and they say green light and everyone has to run till the person says red light and they'll stop and the person turns around and you can't be caught moving. It's very simple childhood game, but you can't help but playing that silly game. Like nothing else matters. Like no one's thinking about their email or anything. All you think about is red light, green light and bracing the next person. And what that does over time is it gets you really, really good at being in the present moment. So that helps when you're in a patient room with someone and you're listening to them instead of thinking about your task. But for weight loss, what it really helps with is eating (laughs) your meals and being present in the moment. Because what I've realized now is that I'll sit down and I'll say, okay, today I'm going to plan to have this cookie or whatever. And then I sit down to eat it and I'm so present with it. And it's just so much easier for me to say I'm full or it's really not that satisfying to me anymore. Or it actually really doesn't taste that good, which as before, I wasn't ever in the moment. I was just like shoveling it in to get the dopamine hit and then feeling really crappy afterwards. But when you're eating in the moment, all those nuances are so much easier for you to realize. Absolutely. And I think that's a fantastic point. One of the most replenishing activities I do that it's fun for me is trail running on a day where I don't have a schedule. I don't have to be like, okay, I've got this amount of time for this loop and I need to make sure I'm back for this, where I can just be like, hit an intersection of the trails and like, "Hmm, which one do I want to do today? Mm. And just like explore. And I think it's similar because when I'm doing that, I'm not thinking about much else. Like I have to be thinking about where are the roots? Where are the rocks? Just the kind of basic stuff. And it's the freedom and the spontaneity in that that I like too, because I don't like to have things overscheduled. So having opportunities where I can be like, do I want to keep going? Sure, I'll keep going. Like that spontaneity, I used to find that in food. It Mm -hmm. used to be like, let's just go eat out. Let's just order this extra thing. Let's have appies was where I got all my spontaneity. I've had to find other ways. Let's talk a little bit about where did the fun go? Like you said, we used to be fun. Mm. We have photos probably of all of us being fairly fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where does it go? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're conditioned out of it. And as society, that's one thing. Like society conditions kids out of it, right? Eventually recess goes away and we have to be grown up and can't be childish anymore. Then you go to medical school and it really is like, if you had a hobby, you don't have time for it anymore because you got to study all the time. And then when you're a resident, it's just the same thing. Like you're either working or sleeping or you're going out for mimosas because you just had a really hard call. So I think that's for me too, is that then you equate fun, at least that's definitely part of my story, fun is alcohol. Fun Mm -hmm. is letting loose with alcohol. And 
it's not like, oh, let's go hit some balls at a batting cage. It's like, let's go have a drink to unwind. And I think that's probably a similar story for a lot of us in residency. And then that's a hard habit to break when you think, oh, I just need to go home and have this glass of wine because that doesn't take a lot of effort. But what I think happens is back to this whole left brain, right brain thing. The left hemisphere of the brain is the logic and the policies and the memorization and all of that stuff that we need those skills as doctors. We need to know what to do in an emergency. We need to know all the names of different drugs and the mechanisms and all of these things. And it feels really, really important. And what doesn't feel as important is the hobby we had or the creativity with drawing or painting or playing co-ed softball. That doesn't feel as important as a resident or as a medical student. And then a decade goes by and you're an attending and we all get to the place. It's like, well, I don't even know how to have fun anymore. And I'm exhausted. And maybe I have a family. And then I think it's just one of those things where the hill becomes steeper to get back into it again. Yeah. I think the family piece is legit too, because we go from a place of already probably not having a ton of fun, but maybe having little places where us as an individual still kind of was able to glimpse through. Mm-hmm. And then we add on top of all the work stuff we're doing, kids. and. I think definitely when I look at my life, love my kids, but it definitely was a piece of my life where I had to actively figure out how to let me come back, let the individual Siobhan have some space. And it took years. And now when I look back, I'm like, man, I wish I'd known all this then. I wish I had been able to be in the moment and sit down and play with the kids when they're toddlers on the floor instead of just being so incredibly exhausted and just kind of riding at the time till they went to bed or for the next nap. Mm-hmm. And I probably, I think, am judging myself a little more than what I probably was like in the moment. But my memories of those early years were literally me just like, oh, I'm so exhausted. When are these children going to bed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I can then relax on the couch, which again, not doing fun stuff, right? It was just coping, trying to get through to start the hamster wheel another day. Yeah. That's my life right now with my three <laughs> little kids. Full disclosure, I am not the kind of mom who likes to play with my toddler. Like I'm not going to play Barbies with you and enjoy it. Like that's just not my idea of fun. And I think for a lot of parents, <laughs> we try to say like, oh, cooking meals is fun or playing with my kids is fun. But don't fool yourself. If you're not that kind of parent, then that's fine. And that's definitely not where I'm at. So I've had to navigate that a little bit and say, sometimes I want to play with you maybe for 10, 15 minutes, but other times my fun is just going to be watching you play, but really watching you, not looking at my phone and my mind wandering, which I do that too. I'm not a perfect parent, of course, but I do really enjoy watching my kids play or bringing them into my kind of fun, which is a kitchen dance party. And then I'll put on a song that doesn't have any swear words and allow them to dance (laughs) with me and make it work that way. Because I do think that's important as a parent and as a doctor, like really learn how to do what you like. And I think many of us lose that along the way. We lose mm-hmm. our preferences actually are, we lose a little bit of ourself or a lot of ourself in medicine and parenting. And having fun and playing is a really low stakes way to learn yourself again and learn about yourself and who you are. I love that pointing out that it's low stakes. Like there isn't any risk to trying something that could be fun and mm-hmm. finding out is it or isn't it? That's totally fine. Let's talk about like, how do we regain that? Like if somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't remember the last time I actually had fun. 
what do they do? The recommendations I like to make are to think back to what you did as a kid. Sometimes people have really vivid memories of, oh, when I was a kid, I loved painting or I loved playing in the mud or something like that. So that's a good place to start. If you had something you'd like to do as a kid, try to recreate that as an adult. For me, I couldn't really remember for a long time what I like to do as a kid. And now what I like to do as a kid is play games. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> can't really play Monopoly with my two-year-old. So that's not going to work. So I just started trying things. So I rode on a bike and I was like, riding on a bike kind of scares me, but I'm going to try it. And that ended up being a lot of fun. And I just mean like around my cul-de-sac, like I'm not doing anything crazy. And that was fun. Or another really easy, I recommend this for every single doctor. If you drive in a car to work, put on your favorite song from like when you were in college and just dance, like have a dance party in your car on the way to work. You really can get into it and like let the person in the car next to you think you're ridiculous. Like it doesn't matter. They're probably a stranger. And that can be a lot of fun to try. Other things would be like games, playing a card game or doing like those paint by numbers or Play-Doh. Those are some different wide variety of things you could try for play. But the car dance party probably is a good place to go. (laughs) That's a good one to start. And I would add, I think when we think about doing something for fun, I think we can expect our brain is going to offer up why we shouldn't do it and why it's going to be too much work, why it's going to be too much of a mess, why there's probably not time right now, why I'm too tired, maybe I'll do it another day. And so if we do some of this and try some of this with the expectation that there'll be resistance, but doing it anyways. I find that painting is one thing that I do that I'm really working on reclaiming. It's still at the inconsistent stage. But often it's my mind in the evenings. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. And if I paint, then I'm going to have to clean brushes and might mm-hmm. make a mistake. <laughs> so then I probably should just do it tomorrow. It sounds so truthful in the moment. And it sounds just so simple and like it's easy to believe it. Mm-hmm. And yet, if I actually make myself do it, I'm like, oh, this is so worth it. I should do this every night. I'll just start doing it every night. And then the same thing happens over same and over again. Happens. Yeah. yeah. And I think what really worked for me is, especially as doctors, like we need the facts, right? And so knowing that for me, like play is a workout for the right hemisphere of my brain and knowing that leading my life from the right hemisphere of my brain makes me a better human doctor, makes me a healthier person, really helps me to realize mm-hmm. that this is something that I'm doing for the health of my body and brain. And the other thing that's really helpful to know is that what we know from neuroscience is that play and fun is under homeostatic control, just the same as eating and sleeping, which means that it's a required part of life for all humans. And what happens when we don't play enough, then we're on the opposite spectrum of that, which is depression and languishing and anxiety and worry and burnout. So it doesn't feel like it's important in our society and as doctors, but it's arguably one of the most important things we could be spending our time in for our mental health as well. I love that. And I think too, you know, the benefit of play also, like when you do something that's super fun, you mentioned at the beginning, like the big belly laughs. Mm -hmm. When you do something that gives you the big belly laughs, you remember it. So it becomes like not just fun in the moment, but it becomes a fun memory that can bring kind of fun and enjoyment into other moments of your life too. Sometimes I think for people listening, I'd say, give yourself permission to be like completely silly and over the top. Mm Because we as physicians, 
I think we lose that. Like there's so much of our life that we get taught to contain our emotional reactions, our professionalism, all that sort of stuff to be a good physician that we sometimes forget how to be over the top and silly. And yet it's super fun when we do it. I know that was a big barrier for me is the professionalism part. And I think that's why I lost it for so long. And I was scared to bring it back because I thought that my doctor identity meant that I couldn't ever be like the goofy side of me. And I think that's another really important reason to question how committed you are to your identity as a doctor and how that's affecting you in other ways. What really has helped for me is the shift from I'm a human first and I'm a human who works as a doctor. And making Mm -hmm. that shift of that language, like I'm not a doctor, doctoring is what I do, made it easier for me to break that barrier of not being seen as professional. I think that's super important. I'm just thinking some of the most fun stuff I've done. I'm lucky I have a very fun group of friends. And so we create fun runs, like non-sanctioned runs, like last May. And it's on my list to schedule another one. Last May, we did a 80s run through our neighborhood where we are all dressed up in 80s with a boombox and like just ran from one house to another. And then at Christmas time, we do a run where we get all dressed up in lights because it's dark here in the north. And so we run with like a big group of us with all these lights through the neighborhood. and. It takes time and it takes effort to arrange it. But like, again, the memories of it, Mm -hmm. like I can think of that 80s run and just start laughing about like the shenanigans and the cutoff shorts and (laughs) other such things that were involved in it. And think outside the box sometimes is what I would say. Give yourself a little bit of grace to just realize, like you said before, you're just experimenting. Like it's not that serious. And we take ourselves so seriously all the time that it's okay if you think that something's going to be super fun and ends up being a total flop. It's totally fine. Like no one's going to die. And I love that you said about the memories that it creates because I can't remember one time I had like an Eminem binge session. There were a ton of those times, but it's not like that was ever evoking like great memories of my life. And mm-hmm. I think that's another thing, especially where it comes to what we're talking about earlier with enjoyment in life and really truly like your program with thriving in life. Thriving is creating moments like that for yourself as often as you can. And when you can focus that energy to play and fun, then you truly are creating such a rich life for yourself. I like to think of like, what are the things I'm going to remember when I'm in a nursing home and my friends are having to come in and pluck the hairs out of my chin (laughs) Yeah, because I can't do it anymore. (laughs) What are the things that I want? to be remembered for like the pictures I want on my wall. So people don't just think I'm like this little old lady. That's a bit crotchety. That sort of stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. I want to have pictures on my wall of me in some crazy costume and tutu or whatever, running some race and to be able to tell stories about that. It's not the pictures of me going through drive-thrus or (laughs) watching Netflix. Or getting home exhausted in your white coat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Either. It's not like pictures of like 80 hour work weeks. (laughs) No, it's not your Google calendar. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. This is who I am. This was a particularly interesting week that I chose to frame for when I was the colors. 49 years old. That was a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. It's the things we're going to remember when we're older, the parts about us. Like, mm-hmm. I think we'll remember and have value of being a physician and helping people and that kind of feeling of being of service through our lives, because I think that's important to us. 
but there's going to be very few memorable, enjoyable experiences from that that we truly will still be holding on to when we're in the nursing home and our friends are plucking mm-hmm. the hair out of our chins. Yeah. And another thing that just came up when you were saying that, especially when we talk about the importance of play when it comes to a weight loss journey, is play is the easiest way to trigger neuroplasticity. And I think that's really important when it comes to habit creation, right? Because so much of what we do when we're trying to lose weight and create healthier habits is we have to learn new habits. And so if you are incorporating play, not only is it doing all the other amazing things we talked about, is it's also allowing your brain to learn better and become more plastic. So I think that's just another reason to add it in to your life. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. This has been such a good conversation and I'm hoping that Many of you guys listening are going to be like, all right, where am I going to go find something fun? And what I'd encourage you to do is just choose something today. Like, don't let your brain be like, okay, next weekend, we're going to figure out something fun to do. Think, what can I do fun today? And one thing I've coached physicians in my program about is fun is fun, but also fun can be found in our mundane tasks too. And that comes back to the presence you're talking about is there's a lot of things that are actually could be really fun and enjoyable. If we decide that it's going to be fun and if we're present in the moment to actually find the fun in it. And the example I've used is when we're doing baby exams, like we can be just checked out and focused on the next patient and I've got my notes to do and not have any fun with that baby exam. Or we can be in there taking like one more minute out of the day to make funny faces and get some goofy baby smiles that we Mm -hmm. then are triggered to smile back at. And That encounter, the work becomes more fun by being present and giving ourselves permission to have fun. So today, while you're listening to this, even if it's something simple like that, if you're like, I'm going to make goofy faces at children all day, Mm -hmm. any chance I have, that's fantastic. It's going to be fun. It'll make your day more fun. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to kind of wrap this up, especially where we talked earlier about the professionalism thing. I mean, probably if you're a pediatrician, you worry a little bit less about being goofy, (laughs) but you can be professional and fun at the same time. Those are not two opposite ends of the spectrum. So I think it is nice. Like, how can I make my day more fun? And there are a million ways to do that. And it's just about experimenting what feels most attainable to you. Love it. Can you tell people where they can find you? Yes. My podcast is about imposter syndrome and it's called Imposter to Unstoppable. So you could find me there. And on social media, I'm at Kristen Yates Dio and I'm most active on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to hang out with me tonight. This has been fun. This has been fun. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So many good tips in that episode. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think the idea of fun and play resonates so much with me with all the work I've been doing in creating Thrive Academy for physicians with the focus of like, let's stop doing all this diet crap that we've done for so many years all the trying to lose weight that makes our life worse and we don't like it and then we don't keep doing it because no wonder, of course we don't keep doing it. It makes our life worse. But let's find ways of losing weight that we actually like and let's have fun while we lose weight. Let's enjoy the things we're doing to lose weight. Let's enjoy the food we're eating. All of it marries really nicely with this concept of fun and play. So much so that after we finished recording, I asked Dr. Yates if she would come and guest coach in my program and do some guest coaching sessions on fun. I think it's a fantastic thing for physicians to get direct coaching on. Like, how can we have some more fun? I've been playing around with this over the past few days and have noticed myself like holding back from fun. 
like opportunities to have fun and, you know, be silly and giggle are there. But it's like there's this holding back hesitation, this wanting to stay in the adult role. And I've been really working of like, okay, let's cross over. Let's like let loose. Let's do the silly thing. And I'm going to keep doing it because I think it's good for me. I think it's what makes days more enjoyable. And I encourage you to consider the same as you go through your next week of like, where are these opportunities for fun where maybe they're there and you're just not even noticing them. They're there. Now, if you are ready to lose weight and you want to do it in a totally different way that actually respects you as an individual, it makes you look better, not worse, where there's no deprivation, no restriction, no feeling like you're always on a diet. And you're like, hey, it'd be great if life gets better at the same time. It's exactly what we do in Thrive Academy for Physicians. At the time that I'm recording this, it just started. The inaugural group just started. But guess what? It's designed that you can come join us. You don't have to wait until I decide to open the doors again. You can come join us right now. So when you're ready to take all of the stuff I teach you in the podcast to the next level, really start applying it in your life in a way that you get really good traction on the way to your goals, check out thrivephysicians.ca. I'll be here waiting and happy to help you as soon as you're ready. I encourage you to consider doing it sooner than later. Taking care of ourselves is one of those things that it's really easy to keep putting off. But the question is when? When do we actually get to take the front seat? And what I'll teach you in Thrive Academy is that when you do put yourself in the front seat and say, it's time for me, you actually help all the people around you too. It's never that helping you takes away from others. Never, ever, ever. So consider looking into it. Consider joining now. Uh, If you have any questions at all, send me an email. Happy to answer anything. And then through this week, keep contemplating fun. And we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully I'll have a better voice for you by then. Bye-bye.